Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. But I've been speaking with a very, very brave young man. Uh, man called Mark Ryan. He's from Cove. He's been on the program before. Mark has a, a long-term illness, and I remember talking to him about that uh, not very long ago. But Mark uh, has been having a very, very tough time with his mental health uh, since the back end of 2021. And he took the brave step recently of posting about it on his social media. And then he took the even braver step of agreeing to speak to the opinion line about what he has been going through. Mark, you've been on the programme before um, talking about various things, including your, your long-term illness, and I think we talked about getting vaccinated and all that kind of thing. Um, yeah. You've been having a rough old time of it. I have, yeah. Um, back in November, I had a, a, a bit of a... Well, I, I had a, a mental breakdown and I was suffering with severe depression and severe anxiety um, to the point where I literally just broke down in tears to my mother and said that I can't go on I, I can't continue it's too difficult um, and I need help mm. How long had it been going on for before that moment came and and Forgive me for this very stupid question. What does a breakdown feel like? Uh, it feels like yeah, every emotion was extremely heightened. I just, I just, I just couldn't take it anymore. Um, I had been feeling quite stressed and anxious for a while. Um, and I'd been feeling very depressed. Um, it was actually my my thirtieth birthday on the seventh November, mm. and on the uh, kind of weeks coming up to that, um, this was kind of I know thirty is young, but um, kind of any kind of milestone birthday, we tend to kind of evaluate where we are in life and what we've achieved and what we're looking forward to. Um, and as you mentioned, like I, I have a, a long-term illness, um, which uh, I struggle with on a day-to-day basis. Um, and it just left me in a position where I was kind of stressing about what what is in my life going forward um and it it just there was a lot of things that kind of really hit me that 
I hadn't thought of before, things that I won't be able to do in my life. Um, and for weeks I was getting very stressed and depressed about it. And then the week after my birthday, I it just all came to a front. And I, I that's when I... I had called to a friend's house and we were talking and next minute I felt like as if the room was closing in on me and I was finding it difficult to breathe and um, at first I thought it was my, my, my breathing condition that was wrong with me yeah. and so I had my oxygen machine with me and I turned it up and I just felt no I didn't feel comfortable and everything felt wrong and I just I I had thoughts of self-harm and suicide mm. and I said I must go home and I went straight home to my mother and I was in tears and I said mom I, I can't go on I can't keep doing this um, I I need help uh, that was one of the bravest things you've ever done in your life, I imagine. Uh, it, it it's hard to believe that it would be one of the hardest things to to say because we're a very close family, and I I can talk to my mother about pretty much anything, and mm -hmm. um, I have spoken to her about everything and anything in the past, and. But I found it so difficult to just say I need help, and I, I partly because I was embarrassed about the way I felt, um, but also because the feelings of depression and self harm had got so strong. I thought it would be easier to just act on them mm -hmm. than to ask for help and to deal with what was going on in my head, and um, so it was uh, I sat at my mother in tears before I even at, for about kind of 20 minutes before I even said I need help. And did, did your mum have any sense that this had been been coming? She she did. Um, I, I have for for weeks before that I I just hadn't been myself. I was um, struggling to sleep because I, I, I couldn't turn off my thoughts at night time so I was looking more and more shattered as the days were going on um, I, I was finding it difficult to concentrate on anything um, so like I, I made conversation I drift off into my own world and kind of have to mark you come back to us there a second um, and it was just so she knew that I, I wasn't myself um, and she had kept asking me all along are you okay is everything okay and I just yeah and grand and grand and I just kind of dismiss it and um, but this day I, I just I I was frightened by the thoughts I was having and I didn't want to continue with the way my, my, my brain was. You said to me before when we were talking about your illness and the pandemic like sometimes you would get very bothered about the effect that the illness has on your life but, but that this was beyond that. Yeah it was like i i was diagnosed in 2017 uh, with met so it's uh, my red blood cells don't carry oxygen around my body um properly so where the average person has a blood oxygen level of kind of 95% to 100% my daily average is kind of about 88% and and then if i overexert it could drop to the low 80s which is 
most doctors will tell you that that's quite worrying. That's and, emergency room uh, stuff. It is, yeah. Yeah, you, you live so, in that reality. That must yeah. that must bring its own stresses, Mark. It does. I I, I have to give up work because uh, I, I'm on an oxygen machine, and most of the time, so eighteen hours a day, I'm on it. Um, I physically I'm quite restricted because if I overexert myself, I burn off the oxygen faster than I can get it back into my system so my blood oxygen levels drop so I had to give up work I had to there was just a lot of things that I had mm. to stop and a lot of things in my future that I'd no longer be able to do and um, and I thought at the time I had dealt with that and I'd accepted it and I was I just got on with it I said look you just there's no point in moping about and just continue on and anytime I kind of spoke to anyone about it they'd always say geez you've a great attitude how are you and um, not letting it affect you and if you, you can't there's nothing you can do about it but then I genuinely thought I had it dealt with yeah. in my own yes. you were also very fearful of course because if you got COVID with that condition you were you wouldn't last five minutes yeah, I'd been contacted uh, by my GP back in, oh, when did COVID break? That was March 2020. Um, and he had phoned me and said, look, I'm not trying to frighten you, but just think for your own safety, you'd be better off isolating for a couple of weeks till this blows over. And um, we all thought it would blow over in a couple of weeks. And as we all know, it didn't blow over. And so like my my lockdown lasted uh, 18 months and I managed to get vaccinated um, and that they were terrifying months. Is it any wonder that you were stressed out to the nines? So you broke down, your mum was there um, yeah. and you said I need help. Yeah. And what happened then? She brought me to the doctor and she said that, like I said, I, I can talk to my mother about anything. We're a very close family, but she knew that this was more than just a conversation. This was, so she brought me to my GP and we went in and I told him exactly how I'm feeling and the thoughts that I was having. And, um, he asked me some questions and we went through a few things and he said, okay, he says, you were severely depressed. And he said, I'm quite concerned about the thoughts you're having. So I'm going to refer you on to the HSE's um, East Cork um, mental health crisis team. Um, and I'll, I'll red flag it as a, an emergency situation. And... Um, he said, so go home, and he says, rest, and he told my mother, he says, not to leave me out for a sight, and uh, so we went home, and I thought, okay, HSE waiting list, this could go on a while, I, and I, d I don't know what I'm going to do. And what was, yeah, what was going through your mind? You must have been very frightened, were you? I was petrified, because I didn't want to be having the thoughts I was having, and... Mm -hmm. um, and I was embarrassed because I always thought that I controlled my thoughts, not my thoughts controlling me. And it was very much my thoughts controlling me. Um, and like I said, the, the, the 
the feeling of depression and the, the, the thoughts of self-harm were so severe, I, I thought it might just be easier to act and then, oh, then to God. wait around and get help. You heard back faster than you thought you would. The following morning, I got a phone call from the HSE's East Cork mental health crisis team. Um, and they gave me a same-day appointment to call straight into them. And luckily enough, they're actually based here in Cove, where I live. So it was I didn't have to travel far for it. Um, so my mother brought me out and I went in and I had an initial assessment. Um, and they said, OK, yeah, you, you, you need help. And they put together a plan for um basically it was counseling but i i went to them on a daily basis um i was highly impressed with the service if i'm to be honest with you. it was i didn't realize that the service was there and yeah. it was available to people was it a counselor therapist you went to see was it um, they have there's a, a medical doctor on the team who I saw once a week and then every other day I met the therapist um, and I just spoke through everything with her um, and she went through coping techniques and she went through um, identifying um, anxiety attacks before they happen and she went through everything that I was feeling sad and anxious and angry about and we, we spoke in detail about lots of things um, the doctor um, started me on a course of antidepressants um, How did you feel about that when they recommended medicine? Um the, the medicine was recommended actually on day one, but what they said is they asked me, am I allergic to any medications? And I had to tell them that, so with my methemoglobinemia, I can't have any medicines that contain nitrates. So they said we'll actually have to go and do a bit of research. Um, so it was a couple of weeks before I, I actually started on anything. So by the time they were got back with an answer for me, um, I was a couple of weeks into therapy and the, the thoughts of self-harm had began to stop and I still was feeling very depressed. So at that stage, I suppose thanks to the therapy, I, I was of the attitude that I would do anything that would give me help. So when they said that they had a, some medications that I could use, um, would I be willing to take them? I said yes. Mm -hmm. Now, how are you now? This is November, December. Three, nearly three months later. Yeah, I had the daily appointments with the team out there up until just before Christmas um, when they were happy with the fact that the thoughts of self-harm had stopped and they said to me that they were referring me they, they were discharging me from the crisis team's care because the crisis team only deal with people who were in danger of self-harm. Um, and they said they were going to discharge me to the um, the general uh, mental health team that are also based out there um, onto the, the doctor and psychologist. Um, so I 
left them uh, just before Christmas to uh, to be put on the list with the the general um, mental health team out there. Uh, at this stage, I guess my 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 thoughts of self harm had stopped, but I was still feeling very depressed, and I I did feel that my anxiety was getting worse. Mm. Um, and at the end of January, um, I was having very bad uh, anxiety attacks, two to three a day, um. And I said to mom, I says, I, I don't know, can I, it, it's getting worse, I don't know, I'm, I'm doing, using the techniques they told me to use, and, and it, I, I just can't, and like, it just, uh, constantly I had this feeling that the room was closing in on me, it was, kind of background noises were heightened, and I was sweating profusely, my heart was pounding, um, I was just in pure panic. How are you now as we speak? I know you're struggling with the conversation and really appreciate you doing this. How are you feeling? Today has been a good day. Um, I suppose last week was the first week in in months when I had positive thoughts of the future. Um, I was actually in the shower one day and I was having, you know, shower thoughts where you get lost in your thoughts and mm. you, you forget you're standing there and mother actually knocked on the bathroom door and asked was I okay I said yeah and grand why and she says you've been there for an hour and a half <laughs> um, I, I had I um, the, I was so happy to be having positive thoughts I just left my brain wander and I didn't even notice the time passed by um, so I, I, I'm beginning to get there I, I feel the medication is helping the 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 um therapy was 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 a help. Um they've told me that look I'm going to be on this medication for a while. Um so it's and that look it's there's there's no magic fix for this. It's not you take tablets and suddenly you're better. Mm-hmm. So they said look there's a there is a long road ahead but um I'm back to the the um the consultant um in the, the mental health team on the fifteenth of March. I still have days where I feel like crap mm. and I still get quite anxious. Um I don't feel like myself still. I I find it hard to get enjoyment out of anything that I'm doing. Mm. Um, even if I'm sat with friends and we're having a laugh and it's like, oh, I better laugh because everyone else is laughing. I, I can't, I, I just, at the moment, I'm, 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 I'm not happy, mm. but I'm, I'm much happier than I was. You're uh, putting one foot in front of the other, as it were. Yeah. Um, thank you for doing this. Look after yourself, okay? And, and, and I hope that the road back to recovery isn't as long as you feared. Thank you. Great fellow. Uh, Mark Ryan, thanks for doing that, Mark. It took a lot out of him, uh, that interview, but he was uh, brave enough to do it. Quartz 96 FM.